Welcome to the Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode 17. I know it's been super long since I released an episode, but uh, I am back on track. Just wanted to give you a little intro before we get into the interview with Jessica Manalo. Um, But yeah, I'm back making episodes. Um, Just preface this, I don't think I will be releasing episodes every Friday like I was. I want to make the interview super special. But I do have some exciting things that I am planning for the future of the Socialista podcast. One being tonight at Jessica Manalo's show um, at Velveteen Rabbit. I will be hosting mini interviews all night long during the show. So if you want to come see me and chat, let's do that. Um, all the information we will actually talk about in the interview. But yeah, I have some more fun interviews with guests. Um, more more things on the horizon so sorry about the hiatus but I am back and if you do enjoy the episode I would really appreciate if you showed me by subscribing and rating this episode let me know your thoughts and let me know what you do want to see in the future um, and if you want to like hang out and get in contact with me follow me on Instagram all that good stuff is in the description of this podcast episode so Without further ado, let's get into this interview with Jessica Manalo. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Socialista podcast. We are here at the tiny house, living it up. It's super hot, um, which, you know, that's that's Vegas life here. But mm-hmm. I um, should get to the point, I have a very exciting guest on the podcast today. I am with uh, Jessica Manalo, and we are here to talk about her new single that's coming out the day you're hearing this podcast. <laughs> so what's going on, everybody? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for finally Thank you for sitting having me. me. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. I'm glad um, we were able to, to work something out. And thank you for keeping on me. Yeah. Because I am bad with my email <laughs> sometimes. So no, I'm glad you were persistent. And um, yeah, thank you to Molly from so far. Yes. To connecting us. I love Molly. Yes. Yes, Molly is awesome. Um, <laughs> so just thinking about that, have you, were you doing so far um, gigs before or are you still in, still doing some of those? Yeah, I did my first one in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, I did it a long time ago, maybe four years ago. Mm. My first one was four years ago. Wow, and then I didn't know it was going on that long. Yeah, um, and then I branched off and started doing like so far Portland and so far San Francisco. I forgot they're in um, other cities. Every city. Really? For the most part, it's like every city in the world. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I swear, yeah. That's crazy. So, um, eventually, I want to try to go out to, like, out of the country and try How that so dope far. would that be? So far, London, I think, believe, is where it started. So, London. yeah, I wonder if, like, they would be 
able to like easily connect you if you go to other cities? It's easier than people think. Mm. I think you just gotta ask, you know? Yeah, you just, just gotta reach out. out. Just gotta reach out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing. Like, you... People aren't gonna know what you wanna do until you ask. Mm-mm. They don't know about you until you say, Hey, what's, what's up? up? I'm here. I'm Jessica. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's, it's <laughs> a me. Have you seen Hot Chick? <laughs> no. What's up? You haven't seen Hot Chick? The movie Hot Chick? It's no. the funniest movie. I... I'm not very well cultured. Because that's where that's from. And the lead is like, It's me, Jessica. <laughs> No, I gotta watch it. Oh. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really bad with movies and TV shows, so I haven't watched normal like cable TV for about four years now. <laughs> and growing up, um, I lived with my grandparents, so I would only really watch like the older TV yeah. shows, and like my grandmother watched soaps all the time. So like when I came home, that was on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't really know movies that it's well. Good, but you should definitely watch it. It's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Hot chick. Hot chick. Where the is hot it? Chick. Like, where could I, like, find it? Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it's Rob Schneider. You know Rob Schneider? Yes, yeah. He's the lead. Okay. He's the lead. Oh, I'm gonna love it then. And then Rachel McAdams. Yeah, I'm gonna love it, because I love, um, I love Adam Sandler. Yeah. Him and Rob Schneider (laughs) are, like, the best duo. The little duo, yeah. Yeah. The best team. They're my favorite. Yeah. Alright, I have to check that out for sure, but... Yeah, so we're here to talk about your new single, which yeah. will be coming out today, Friday the 22nd, called Far Away From Home. Yes, indeed. So I would really love for us to talk a little bit more okay. about <laughs> that. Right. Yeah, so we were talking before we start recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I assumed that Far Away From Home was because um, when you, like, moving, for, you originally are from California, yeah. correct? Yeah. So you lived in California up until you were... Like 11. 11. 11. 25 now. Okay. <laughs> so it's been a minute since I've been here yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. So my original thoughts were like maybe missing home or do you have a lot of family in California? I have, yeah. I was, have so much, like I, my only family here in Vegas is my primary. So my, my brother, mm-hmm. my sister, my mom, and everyone else, my cousins, my distance, uh, distant relatives are all in California. Oh wow. Okay. But we still keep in touch. That's good. A lot. Yeah. Uh, but far away from home is not because of that. Yeah. Because I'm missing home. It's been a while. It's about my ex-girlfriend. Um, and what she was doing to me far away from home. And, you know, I feel like writing the best songs is, comes out of experiences. Yeah. Even if it's not the best experience. Mm. So this one was, uh, was cheated on. Um, she was in Germany, and yeah, in the chorus, it says, uh, I forgot what to say, I feel that beep right in my bones, uh, I remember all the nights my skin grew cold, uh, it's kind of dark, but it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of poppy, it's yeah. a poppy song, but, you know, I like to, uh, lighten it up a little bit with yeah. the, the groove and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, yeah, but if you listen closely to the chorus of the song, It'll definitely, you'll definitely understand the story a little bit more. But yeah. Yeah, I was just shocked when that, when I got the news and I was like, oh my God, let's write a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine what that was like. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. But like, I'm all good now. A good song came out of it. And <laughs> I'm living life and I feel good. So. Yeah, so how does that process work? Because, I, I mean, I've talked to a couple musicians now and obviously I feel like most musicians you're talking you're singing you're writing about 
your life experiences, whether it's positive, negative, in between. So what is that process like? Because I feel as though maybe a negative song, maybe that might be a little bit emotionally harder to, to like sit down and do. That's just me like perceiving it that way. But what is that like for you? For me, it's different because I feel like um, I'm not the most expressive person. If I'm sitting with someone face to face just talking about stuff, like I, I break down a lot. Mm. Break um, down and like how? I'm a crier. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I Me cry too, girl. <laughs> and when it comes to confrontation or talking about anything like that, pulls you know pulls a little bit my heart my heartstrings a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Kind of break down. So, the best way for me to express that is to write it down mm-hmm. in a song. Mm-hmm. I feel much better about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really write happy songs it's really hard for me to write happy songs because i feel like that's not where i connect and i know that sounds really like almost too emotional but that's just the way that i not write necessarily yeah. yeah i mean it's all about true human emotion mm-hmm. and i feel like that's people people that consume music which we all do yeah. i think that's how we're able to connect to so many different songs there's yeah. always like you said with uh, far away from home there's some of those deep emotional lyrics, but it might have a bit of a poppy beat or interesting, yeah, like yeah. a more interesting in-depth mm-hmm. beat. So I think, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I think that's what's really interesting, but what is really human about it. Right, right, right. Mm. And I listen to a lot of, um, like, Adele and Amy Winehouse and Sam Smith. They do okay. all of that. They were, they, they, I feel like I connected them more because mm. um, the way that they write is very, very deep. Yeah. But then there's, like, that pop on top of it. Yeah. You so really... you'll never know. You'll never know, like, what they... I mean, you do know, but it's not as, um... It's not as... I don't want to use the word emo, but that's the only word I <laughs> I hate using that I word, because I, I don't want to ever, like, you know, categorize things. It's... Yeah, I think it's authentic yeah. to what's happening mm-hmm. in real time, and, um... What's great about that sort of music, you can't take it for surface level, and if you do, you're... It's you're not gonna connect with it, or you're gonna connect with it maybe the way the artist didn't attend. And right. Sometimes that's that happens. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have like a full audience that's gonna connect to it exactly right. how you want it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, when I when I write, you were asking about the process kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I write, uh, I usually write my the songs that I complete mm. and that are decent. I usually write it within a span of like fifteen minutes. Oh, really? It's like spurts. It's like these moments in my life where I'm like really feeling something. Mm-hmm. I'll write it down and I'll write a song in 15 minutes. And then that's the way that I write. I don't have a planned out way to write things. Yeah. Yeah, like I know there's other people that have different, you know, takes on writing. Yeah. They'll work on it every day or, you know, work on the chorus this day, the verse this day. But for me, it's just like if I'm feeling it, that's yeah. it. 15 yeah, minutes, it's, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that's the way that I write. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So how, um, we were, I've been talking a lot of people lately about keeping up with your creativity and how we all kind of, like, dip in and out of it, and that's pretty natural, but how do you keep your creativity? Um, for, uh, for me, it, this is all that I do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's kind of like a do-or-die situation it, it, sure. to me. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not just that. I actually really love it. Like, it's, it's yeah. something I feel super passionate about, and mm-hmm. I just want to keep growing. And um, 
my goal is to inspire so many people. I really, like, that's really what I want to do. I want to inspire people. I want to inspire women, artists. I love that. Um, to do exactly what they want to do mm. instead of following the society, the societal norms. Definitely. That don't, I mean, for me, I mean, I grew up in a very Catholic, traditional Filipino household. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went against what they wanted me to do. Could you maybe explain some of those, uh, maybe norms within that, uh, that construct? Um, yeah, so, I'm a twin. I don't know if I told you that. No, I have no idea. Yes, yeah, I have a twin brother. Oh, okay. And, um, mom's very Filipino. Nothing wrong with that at all. But, Mm -hmm. like, my brother is a nurse. Okay. (laughs) And I became the, I dropped out of college did full-time music. Oh, okay. Um, so I did su- like the complete opposite Yeah. of what my family wanted me to do. And, and what um, was that? Was it to be, like, in the medical field, yeah, similar to your brother? Get or? a degree. Degree. N- nursing, lawyer, mm. physician, something, something Prestigious. like... Prestigious? In a way. Yeah. Um, but we're all good now. Like, we're all good. My, my family understands what I'm doing. They believe in me. But it took a while. Yeah. Um... But yeah, to, to get back to your question, um, to keep up the with the creativity is um, most because I just want to inspire people, and it keeps me going, and that I'm really passionate about it. Um, it fulfills me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if that's a good answer, but <laughs> no, definitely. When, yeah, I just want to keep going. Yeah. When did you start getting into music seriously? Was uh, I find a lot of times when I speak to artists and musicians, they're always surrounded by uh, music. I mean, as humans, we all are. We all listen to the radio. Yeah. We all have our favorite songs and artists and that sort of thing. But was there anything growing up that you feel like influenced you? And how did you start considering music as uh, something you're passionate about and now right. a career? Um, so when I was 13, I got like super into... Um, like Paramore. <laughs> yeah, I have a Paramore tattoo on my ankle. Do you? I'm like obsessed with Paramore. Can I see? Yeah. It? Do you mind? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> That's stop. amazing. <laughs> she said, stop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I got like really uh, the inner like yeah. teen is coming. That's yeah. That right now. Yes, that is my teenage life. <laughs> I'm still super obsessed. Not to the extent, of course. I don't know how, but. Anyways, <laughs> what is she even doing anymore? Not to get off topic, but like I haven't followed up with Paramore. They're so they just released a new album and they're still touring. The live thing is like so different now because mm. the two, the two the brothers. Wait, no, I, I the bass player left, and then the get lead guitarist left. Mm. I believe I've, it's been so long since I've kept yeah. up. Their their sounds <laughs> like, so different. Oh okay. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> what was the question again? It was, um... Like, what, um, music or what inspired you to... Take it seriously? Yeah. Basically, um, alright, so I'm gonna get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was 13, got into Paramore. Um, I started learning, like, how to sing, like, powerfully, and... For, just from Haley Williams. Uh-huh. So I started off with, with, um, rock. Like, okay. like rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I got, like, really into Fall Out Boy, and... Escape the Fate, some some of that. I don't know if you know them. See, I'm really bad with names in general of, like, 
cult, like pop culture right. stuff. Like if I hear it or I see it, one hundred percent I know it, but yeah. I don't know the names. Right. <laughs> so, really bad. So yeah. maybe. So, so I covered those songs um, on my computer in my room, GarageBand, from from like thirteen to like eighteen, okay. all the time. Yeah. Like every that's all I did was just like cover a song, get better at the. I would hear it back in my ears and just mm-hmm. like keep doing it, keep doing it, and then eventually. I started doing YouTube videos, oh, okay. um, really, really consistently, uh-huh. um, and I got more confident about it. I started playing at like family parties and then mm-hmm. in front of my mom, and then you know when people start telling you stuff like, "Oh, you're pretty decent. Like you should keep going. Like why don't you play at this coffee shop?" I'm like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I tried it. So I I played at Samba Lot. I started playing for the first time like mm-hmm. live. Yeah. At Samba Latte in Boca Park. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I didn't get paid or anything. It was just, like, strictly out of, like, the love of it. Mm-hmm. And then I just started, like, getting tips and and more, like, positive feedback. And that really, sure. like, boosted my confidence a little bit. And yeah. I started going to the Human Experience open mic when I was... Yeah, they just moved that recently to... to Ninja Dig- Karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I started going to that that beat, uh, sorry, that open mic every single Monday for like two and a half years straight. Wow. Every Monday. Every single Monday. And then I just started get, um, getting, you know, uh, different opportunities left and right. Mm. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I could probably do this for a living. I started getting like decent money, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's not all about that, but sure. I just saw, started seeing it and uh, yeah. I'm like, whoa. I can make this work, and then mm-hmm. I'm so like I'm forever grateful for the human experience because yeah. that's where it all started, really. Uh-huh. So many connections there, yeah. And then, and then now I'm here, and that's all I do <laughs> for a living, and it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you? So, what are some of like, what is the daily life of a musician? I know you said when you have a like when you're going through something or you have like an idea, you write it down, but is there, is there anything like routine wise or anything specific that you do that would be, um, I guess specific to a solo artist or a musician? <sighs> the best thing that I would say, like if it's like an advice, I feel like it's kind of like an advice mm. thing, but like, um, remain positive because that it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta hustle every single day. Um, send out emails. Make sure that you're working on your craft as if it is a nine to five job. Really, that's really good advice. I, uh, to be y- honest, you have to. I know well, not just musicians, but like artists in general, freelance. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta work on your craft as if you're a nine to five. I I purposely quit my. I work at School of Rock once a week. Right yeah. Now. I used to work three time three days a week. I quit the two days, okay. and I, like, vowed to myself, I have to work on my music as much as I would if I were still at School of Rock, those two days. How was that for you? Was that, do you think, feel like that was hard, or is it just because you were so passionate that it maybe came uh, a little bit more naturally? Yeah, I feel like it, there's a time when you know when you're ready mm-hmm. to, to, like, let go of those two days and just go, like, gung-ho with your music or your art. Yeah. Um, yeah, remain positive, keep doing it every single day, reach out to people, reach out to, 
um, the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the routine thing for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's really, really easy to get down on yourself. Yes, as and a creative like, person, yeah. You're like, no one's liking my stuff. I'm getting, like, five likes. Yeah. Um, these numbers on social media shouldn't even matter, honestly. I know. It really, it shouldn't not, it should not affect you. I know it does, but, like. It's so hard not to, to consider it or to look at it and be like, what the hell? Because you make, you, you make that validate you, which is not, you no. know who you are. You yeah. know you, what you're worth. It's just numbers. Yeah. It's just numbers. Yeah, it's you so know. true. And yeah, I think I think about that because we're both. Uh, you're 25. I'm gonna be 25, and we kind of grew our age. This millennial group, we grew up without this sort of technology, and then grew into it mm-hmm. like mid early te- early mid teens, and now it's like such a part of our lives it's, and it's such a part of our lives and I wish it wasn't but that's unfortunately the way that it is yeah it's a it's a good and bad thing obviously it has a, its pros and its cons um, but I also like I f- think about how much it can affect myself and other creative people who are in this age group in this city or anywhere else really and then I'm like damn like what what is it like to be like the the ne- the generation below us, like growing up, already having this, and your life is so ingrained on social media. It, it, they honestly, I I deal with kids from four to eighteen. At school, rock right. I, yeah. Yeah. It disappoints me honestly. What do you see? That I just disappoints you. They just like, I I feel as if I'm not saying all kids are sure. like this, but I, I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. a few, where. And they're growing up way too fast. Scary, right? And it's right? a lot to do with social media. Mm. And, um, yeah. I get, you know, I can't say anything. I'm not their parents, but... Sure. I see it, and I'm like, wow, when I was your age, I wasn't even doing this. I wasn't posting a selfie, and, like... Yeah. For <laughs> what? You're, you're 12. I know. You have nothing to... Isn't that wild? I don't know. Yeah, like, I have a five... I have, um... I have a five-year-old brother. Um, he doesn't really talk he has some developmental right. delays and whatever but i've noticed all of my siblings who are younger than me i'm the oldest so they're all younger than me but the ones who grew up with the technology they start it super young even just like playing around with the phone not really know what they're doing obviously know, but scrolling youtube and... they see you doing it and then they learn how to like tap on apps and then they like learn how to play the games and then you know when i get like I, i'm not furious but i notice this at restaurants mm-hmm. when uh parent is trying to calm down their child here give here here's the phone yeah they shut up yeah it shouldn't be like that it should be like communicate with all the adults in the in the teenager or whatever anybody at the table give them your attention not the phone like i hate that it yeah that does bother me i mean i'm not the person to to be down on anybody's parenting style but definitely it's it makes you think and it makes me think like if i ever want to have children like, how am I going to parent them? How how do you appropriately parent them in a way it's that's... It's hard. That's still culturally appropriate. Like, obviously, there's going to be technology, and it's right. going to be even more you wild. You can't avoid it. Yeah, right. you can't avoid it, but how do you, how do you like... Ah, I mean, this is so random to talk about. I know, but, but like, it's a good topic. Yeah, yeah for real. Like, how do you, like, balance it out? I don't know. That's You just got to be strict and, like... Not str- you know what I mean. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Disciplined. 
disciplining. Mm, yeah, and a lot of it I think has to do too. Like now, kids even younger when they go to school, their friends probably like six, seven, eight. They're already playing on iPads or playing on phones, and it's like you want to do what your friends do. Yeah, so, I was out playing with like bikes, and I was like yeah. outside rollerblading and just fun stuff. Playing basketball at the park. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's fun playing outside. I mean, I was a I was very much so a kid who stayed indoors a lot because I like my uh my like quote unquote uh, pacifier was video games. Yeah, I um, loved, I I was on video games too. Hell yeah! At like age maybe this was early, but like at age like four or five, I was already like playing on like the N sixty four. Like that was the fun thing to do. But I also like my parents would push me to go yeah, outside, you, but I went you mix outside. It up. You mix it up. Yeah, a bit. yeah. And I think it's funny because like obviously if we were to talk to like our parents or I lived with my grandparents, they were like, oh, we were kids. We were out from like sunrise to sunset and like. You always hear those stories, like, we would go, like, walk around the neighborhood and play, like, play in the park, and we didn't have to worry about all this crazy stuff, and, like, when you grow up with what you grew up with, you're like, oh, well, like, we don't do that now, like, right. that's weird, but even... You can play basketball on the Wii now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. It's exciting when I came... I remember when the Wii U came out, um, and they had, like, Wii... Or not Wii U, sorry, the, the Wii... The regular Wii when that came out and they had like the Wii Sports and like they had the Wii Fit. <laughs> like having all these outside yeah. things uh, digitalized. That's right. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, even I feel like maybe uh, considering kids who are growing up too fast now, I feel like even as a millennial, like I was like, oh man, I wish I was like outside more. I wish I like played with friends like doing various things yeah. more. And I'm trying to like as an adult, I'm trying to rediscover not being on this damn yeah. phone. Like, it's wild. The, the, the most... I know we're, like, going off on this topic, but it's... I no, like, I love I like it. talking about it. When I'm at a... Like, meeting up with friends, and we're at a dinner table, and I'm talking to you, but then someone's phone is in their face, and I'm, like, talking to someone, and yeah. they're just on, on their phone. Ooh, that... That, 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 that is my it pet does. peeve. It I'm does. like, you know what? We, could, we got here for dinner and to hang out with each other. You want to put your yeah, phone down for funny. a second? Like, I've Jesus. Been, yeah, I've been more critical and aware of that Same. now in the, the last couple years. Because, of course, like, when I was... I think when I was 12, I got a cell phone. But obviously, I didn't do anything that I do now. But, yeah, it was like... We grow up in that culture when you go out with friends, like, oh my gosh, like, what's going on Facebook? Like, what's going on Instagram? And it's like, you're having dinner, you're trying to talk, but then you're silent. You're on your phone, you're scrolling. Doing what? Yeah, you're yeah. scrolling. Just liking. scrolling, and you're not there in the moment, and now... Now you've has... lost these moments that exactly. would, could have been cool. <sighs> yeah, like, I look back, and I'm like, dang, like, what was I doing? But yeah, as, as somebody who's uh, almost 25, I'm like, I value the conversation yeah. I value the the authentic time with somebody just the human experience basically yeah. and the yeah I really start to pick up when somebody's not actively listening like I still very it really much puts me down actually yeah. it make disappoints it sucks. me yeah I'm like, like why am I here and have to meet you if yeah you need to do that I mean I can't say like I'm perfect like when we were at the coffee house like my phone was in front of me yeah but, I do like, it too but yeah not like I'm more aware of it Definitely. So. Yeah, I think that's probably just the biggest thing, being yeah. more aware of it. But mm. yeah, sometimes I'm like, I just want to put you away in a closet and never see you again. Yeah. Um, if you know Kelly Bennett. I love Kelly Bennett. 
Kelly, I love you so much. Um, Kelly, she, you're the shit. <laughs> you're the shit, girl. You're the shit. <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to this. Um, she is really good about setting, um, I don't know if she calls them goals, but basically on the weekends, I know obviously she works at Vegination, she does a lot of events, but she, like, she'll tell me, um, since I do uh, the Workshop Downtown podcast for her, she'll tell me, like, this weekend I'm going off the grid. Like, I'm not having my phone. I love that. It's in a closet. Like, she literally, like, will put her phone in, like, a drawer, not touch it all weekend. No emails, no texts. That's awesome. I'm like, oh, I aspire. <laughs> I aspire that's, to do that. That's a goal. That is a goal, man. It is. It's become so attached to it. That's, that's hard. It's so bad. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, studies that because we're on our phones so much and uh like it 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 disturbs our sleeping pattern yeah and um i've always i've always taken those studies seriously but not so seriously where i'm actually implementing where they're like two hours before you go to bed like no electronics right that is so hard but i like those sorts of things like man i really i think we in general the, the people who have these phones constantly attached to us at the hip and the hand, like, I just want to put this in a drawer, like, when I'm sleeping. Like, don't touch it. Like, I'm trying to, like, get off of it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Because you don't realize how much it affects you, but it does. Like, I, this morning, I rolled over, and I started getting notifications and emails. Like, my alarm went off. First thing I do, take it off the charger, and I'm like, okay, what, what emails? It's not good for your, like, you're supposed to wake up and wake up. Yeah. Not, when, when I check my emails first thing in the morning... Automatically get stressed out. Like, crap, I gotta get back to this person. Yeah. I gotta do this, blah, blah, blah. I gotta make sure, blah, blah. I'm like, if you wake up, charge your phone at night, put it somewhere else in a different room. Don't wake up with your... That's a really good idea. Yeah, because, like, when you wake up, you you just need to wake up. Yeah. It's a vulnerable state when you're groggy. Mm. So, like... That's so true, because I'm, like, looking at my phone, like, my eyes are half open. I'm trying to, like, be cognizant of all the information I'm taking in, but it's... It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's just this freaking thing. And like, oh, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> I, was, I really just went off this, like, 20-minute tangent. Know, but okay. to, like, uh, to go a little bit deeper into it, obviously, as somebody who is an artist, we use Instagram yeah. or Facebook to promote a lot of things. So how do you set realistic boundaries for yourself when it comes to your social media, your phone? Ooh. Like, do you have, like, a routine, like, obviously trying not to answer emails in bed, (laughs) that sort of thing, but do you have, like, um, do you set aside any sort of, like, time to specifically be on your phone and, like, promo stuff, or how does that work for you? Um, I try to be smart about it. I'm trying to answer your question, but I'm not kind of clear on it, but, Mm. um, if I have a show coming up. For example, the 22nd. Mm. I will promote it two months in advance. Okay. Um, and I will only promote that show. Uh-huh. Um, I'll, I'll post every... I like to post in the morning mm-hmm. or after five when everyone gets off work. Is that for, like, an engagement sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, an engagement thing. Yeah. But I try not to um, focus on that anymore. Yeah. I kind of want to be as genuine and fluid as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my new my new goal that's how I used to do things okay um I, I, I sometimes will still do it but I, I, I kind of want to get to the point where I just like I post when I feel like it yeah and um I don't know 
I don't really know how to like answer that question. Already. It's hard. Yeah, it's kind of because I mean, again, like we're we're all so we almost have to be attached to our phones. Sometimes. I wish that I didn't have to be on my phone, but we have to do that for what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have like a very strategized way of promoting. Yeah. I I don't post any other show rather than the one that I want people to go to. Okay. For two months. So. But obviously you'll have other shows in between those times, so um, why specifically just the one show? Okay, so so gigging is a different thing rather than having a show. Okay. Gigging is where I do only covers, and that's like the, the paycheck shows. I see, yeah. You know, like to, um, so like the station casinos and stuff like that, I don't post it. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee shop gigs, I don't really post it. I know that sounds horrible. But as my business, if I want it to thrive with my original music, okay. if I say, hey, I'm playing at this restaurant at 5 o'clock um, every single Friday, uh-huh. they're going to go to my show every single Friday, but not go to the show that I want them to go to. That makes sense. They're like, oh, I'm not going to go to your original show on the 22nd. I could just see just, you Just, I'll see you Friday when it's convenient. So I don't, po- I don't, I don't do that. I, I gig at least three to four times a, a week. Oh, Wow. I that's don't post pr- any of often. it. That's quite often. I mean, I, I post it, like, if I'm on, like, on an Instagram story, but, like, yeah. not as a Like an actual main post, like post. a promo. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to target that day, target the specific demographic I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Going off of that, sure. um, what is your, what would you say, like, who is your demographic? Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. I guess the LGBT world. Uh-huh. Um... A lot of downtown people mm. uh, in the in the community downtown, mm-hmm. um, fellow musicians. Um, I don't know. That's I don't really. I know for sure, like L- LGBT. Okay. Like that's a big one. Yeah. Um, Can I ask um, how was reaching out to the LGBT community and uh, performing to them? Like, how, do you see differences in your audiences? Okay, can you talk about well, that? Well, actually, yesterday I played at the the center. Yeah, I saw your centers. Instagram stories. I was going to ask you. Um, uh, and I really like. Um, to, basically, I, I give story time the most when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Because they understand. They really, I can really relate to them. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the general people, they, they understand, but they don't really understand what I'm going through. Sure. Yeah. Unless they've experienced it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. I just feel like I connect with them more. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. So, um, was the center, do you do, do you have, um, like, gigs or shows there often? Or? No, 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 they just, they just reached out, and it, they just wanted me to play for their fifth year oh, that's anniversary, awesome. so oh, I thought wow. it would be perfect, and I love, I love, I love it there, and, yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about different demographics and, um, promoing your shows, yeah. so, do you notice now that you specifically only promo, like, one big show do you notice a bigger like crowd there yeah okay yes um i've done this strategy for the past two years i'm learning Mm. different things here and there Mm. um but this last show i mean not last but it was a couple years ago i I did a legendary lady show what's up basically i had a lot of the female musicians in las vegas okay 
we had like a, a lineup of like 15 women, oh, no female um, musicians in Las Vegas. Yeah. Pay tribute to their favorite artist. So I had okay. like, I don't, and you know Kaylee Foster? Yes. Yeah. So she did Adele. So okay. every, so every lady did three songs per tribute uh, to that mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. I did Amy Winehouse. Nice. Basically, I, I promoted that for like a month and a half straight, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing I promoted. And I want to say there was at least three hundred people in none of that door of Velveteen Rabbit. Wow. It was packed. That's awesome. <laughs> so I do like one big show every couple months. Yeah. And I promote the crap out of it. Yeah. And it usually works. Yeah. Sounds like it. That's awesome. Yeah. So who are some other artists that you collab a lot with? I know that you live with Sonia, correct? Yeah. 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 Do you, how, um, so you probably do a lot of shows with her, right? Or some shows? Not, no, not too much. Um, I've only, this is actually the first show, second show that I'll do with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, our genres are a little different. It's not, not too, I like to it's either one way or the other. I like to stick with, like, one genre uh-huh. with the show, or just, like, put in a mosh project just different. Yeah. So it depends. But we just never really have done a show together. Okay. So it's only been two. So um, who are some uh, who are, who are some other musicians or, like, other um, community people that you like to collab with or work a lot with? See, that's the thing I need to work on. I don't okay. have too many collaborations, but I'm working on a collaboration with Elmer Ababo. I don't know. If He's I... great. He's a beatboxer, hip-hop artist, rapper, he's so uh-huh. good. So good. Oh, I definitely get him on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Elmer Bapo, um, Cameron Calloway. Yeah. Just have fun. Right? Yeah. yeah. This is the first show I'm doing with Cameron and Sonia together. Oh, that's awesome. We've, we've been friends for a very long time. Yeah. Like a long time. And yeah. And we're like, oh, how, why haven't we done a show together? Well, so. If you have so. your own, like, your own, like, genres and your own things, it's probably, like, healthy, too, because you live with Sonia. Yeah. So, it's probably healthy to, and, like, good to do your own thing and then oh, to yeah. come together is really oh, nice. yeah, yeah. What is it like living with another musician, if you don't mind me it's, asking? Oh, my God, it's, it's so inspiring. Really? I feel like bouncing off each other's energies and, like, seeing yeah. her work so hard and vice versa, mm. it's like, like, whoa, I need to get on your level. There's, like, level up every time we're, like... That's cool. Yeah, it's really inspiring. I love it. Yeah. I... I would. Lo- I want to live with a musician. Like if I could live with Sonya for quite a while, I definitely would. Yeah. 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 That's re- that's really awesome. One to see as a as a woman. Yeah. That you're able to work so closely and live with another musician, and it's more seen as encouragement and inspiration, and not as competition. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't see a lot of people. Um. You know. Feel like that's in the forefront of mm. what we do. It's very ego based. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like competition. Yeah, I'm like everyone yeah. has their own path. My yeah. path is not yours. Your path. Your is path not. is not mine. Mm. You know. I don't know how else to say that. It's just like people. Some people don't like seeing other people succeed, and it's such a shame. It really, yeah, it really sucks when we were talking earlier, because I'm from the East Coast, and at least from my experiences, seeing the people around me, it is very competitive, and competitive can be good, but competitive to the point where it's like, I only want to see myself succeed, it's not... And it's 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 not just a it's not just a female thing. It's it's across both genders, obviously, no matter where you go. But 
It's more like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed, but I don't want to see you succeed. Yeah, that's not cool. Like, I've, I've noticed that a lot, and I'm not trying to, like, shit on where I came from or, like, shit on the people, but the mentality is different, and it kind of sucks seeing that. Like, I love, that's why I do enjoy living in Vegas, because I feel like this is a more collaborative city. Mm-hmm downtown like I talk about it every episode like downtown really is like such a great place to harbor and put your art and yourself out there but yeah I don't know so luckily we don't have I feel like we don't have too many people who are like so competitive where it's like I don't want to see it succeed but have you experienced that other places or have you experienced that here, I feel like we're a little bit more progressive, so it's not as bad. But. I don't know if I've um, directly experienced it, but I, mm. I'm i really big on vibes mm. and energies. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Um, but I only have, you know, I, don't, I only have love for these people. I don't yeah. know, you can't change their minds or, ch- they just, the person, whoever they are, they just have to change their mentality. Yeah. And have a little more love. Yes. That's really true. I actually had somebody tell me uh, yesterday not to be so um, upset or take people's reactions, not seriously, but to heart, because I'm similar to you. I, I, I really take on energies, and I take, like, vibes and energy is really important to me, but I harbor people's reactions, and I, I suck, like, their energy, basically. And I take that on myself, and learning how not to do that. This is what I what I try to remember because I used to be I used to do that too. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, they just gave me like a weird reaction. I'm gonna like, is it my I'm, fault? I'm what gonna I do? be weird all night. You know what? Yeah. They came from somewhere else. Exactly. And you came from somewhere else. The way of thinking is so different from yours. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, don't take that to heart. They that's, came. Yeah, and that's what I was. That's what my conversation was yesterday. Like they had a whole different. They have a whole different life to you, and they have a whole different. They had a whole different day. So, like, they... One... It was, it was like, two pieces of advice. One, um, you know, don't take their reaction personal. But then also think about what's going on in their day. Yeah, you don't to know. To be a little bit empathetic. Right. Yeah. So, learning how not to, like, take on people's reactions, like, too personally. Yeah. Is, yeah. I had to learn that. Yeah. Man, it's gonna it's be hard. It's hard to, but, you know... It's part of it. You just gotta, like, grow. Yeah. You just gotta grow your everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think that's happening for me anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Or fortunately. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think about that stuff, and I think definitely as, um, as creative people, I think maybe that's something that, or maybe it's, it could be, like, a, a... not for every woman, but maybe that's, like, a female thing, too, because I've, I've talked to quite a few people, and I feel like that's a common topic. It's a common thing. Yeah. Just gotta be strong, man. Yeah. Screw it. People suck. <laughs> not yeah. all. Not all. Some people. But a lot. <laughs> a good amount can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'd love to talk about, because um, I was looking at your Instagram page a little bit, yeah. and the genre that you described, I think, was, like, indie soul. Yeah. So how did you get into performing indie soul, or what got you interested in that specific genre? Um, for the soul-based part, like, mm. I got really into Amy Winehouse, yeah. like, at one point, and I was like, whoa, I love that genre, like, I love that 
you know, everything she was about and the way that she wrote. How did you, how did you find Amy Winehouse? Was that something that, like, somebody introduced you to? I think I was just scrolling YouTube. Okay. One one of those days. Yeah. Oh my god, Amy Winehouse. I think I, I discovered her when I was a teenager. Okay. And she was still alive at this point. Yeah, you know, like, ten, like oh ten years ago, whatever, twelve years. Yeah, ago. so I like really dig deep into the her life story. I got her books. Mm. I read her um, the the book that her dad wrote for her. I think it was for her or her biography, something like that. Okay. But, um, I just really connected with the way that she wrote, and I know this is like really cliche, but you're I'm I feel really passionate for like love connections and like um soul mm. soul connections and I feel I was like this is the genre that I I want this yeah. is not that I, I don't really spe- I, if I don't really specify myself to any genre okay um but if you know most people want to know they're like what's your genre I was like I, I'll, I'll say soul yeah you know and then um the indie part is because I'm like really into like Bon Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> Jesus, I, I don't know. I'll just say Bon Iver. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to say it. Like bon, bon Iver. Um, daughter. You listen to Daughter. Oh my God. Yeah, listen, listen to Daughter. Daughter. Okay. Anything with like acoustic vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like folky stuff. Yeah, I'm more Death into. Cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more into um like folk alternative. Yeah. Is what I gravitate more towards. Yeah. So like, we'll just mix it all together and make it indie. Indie soul. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the best way I could describe it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I'm I'm always so interested um, for artists what what inspires them and what mm. gets them into their their path and it, it's it's so interesting to hear the the answers because it's always so different. Yeah. I mean, I, I play like a lot of genres. I have a lot of like R and B in mm. there too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if I had to narrow it down, it would be indie soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. So what are some goals that you have for this year? Obviously, today is your your new single is coming out. So are you doing, um, are you working on more singles, or what goals do you have for this year? So for this single, it's actually part of a five-song EP. Oh, okay. So I'm releasing this one, and I'm going to finish the four songs after. Nice. And then I'm going to have an album release. An album. Oh, that's really cool. And then I'm trying to hit up... I'm trying to be part of a couple festivals outside of here. Knock on wood. Hopefully they see it. Yeah. Do you um, mind if I ask where? Or do you have, like, specific... It's going to be in Portland. Okay. So, and hopefully... Actually, one day I'm going to be playing Life is Beautiful. I just... I feel it. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I feel it. And I'm... Yeah. I just... You know, that is that is one of my goals. Is to play Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Just time. Man, we're gonna, that's going to be Just awesome. <laughs> well, now it's out in the universe, so it is out it'll in the happen. Universe. Yeah. That's I'm stoked. Awesome. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would want to tell people who might be interested in a musical career? Um, anything you would want them to know or any um, like advice? The best, I'm just going to reiterate it again, but the best advice that I would give um, aspiring artists is to never give up. It's really cliche, but never give up. Yeah. If this is what you really want to do, you can make it happen. There's there's magic in the world, and if you put it out there enough, mm-hmm. it's, the universe will listen to you. Yeah. 
and uh, you just gotta work hard. Don't expect it to come over a day, a night. <laughs> right. You gotta work really hard every single day, and just if there's momentum, there's nowhere else you can go but up. Up, yeah. So, yeah, just keep going and um, f whatever everyone else says. If they don't believe in you, believe in yourself. <laughs> I'm just, I'm serious. Yeah, it's true though. So you really have to you have to hold your own and be okay with that. And going back to not taking people's reactions yeah. so personal because yeah, don't take anything personally yeah. don't make assumptions yeah I mean I I honestly like it takes me a while to to realize this or to really um to be okay with this but you're gonna get a lot of no's before you get any yeses you'll get a hundred million no's before that one yes yeah <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> speaking from experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's that's yeah just keep going do what you want to do ignore the naysayers that's all yeah i love that i love hearing that from you for sure so um for anybody who's interested to see some of your gigs or um some of your upcoming shows where could they find you and where could they they look for you um you can look at after you can check out my website it is um www.jess.jessicamanalo.com i can't even say my damn name <laughs> jessicamanalo.com there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> um, and then um, two fun questions sure. I usually like to ask okay. everyone. I did this a little bit out of order than I usually do. But um, for people who don't know much about Vegas or don't know much about our community, what would you want them to know? What would you want to say to them? I would say avoid the strip, go downtown, and drink all the beers that your body can handle and, and, and drive don't drive mm. take an uber don't drive uber or lyft seriously go out go go downtown and hit up all the bars because you're gonna see live music and meet a bunch of cool people and mm. have great beer where do you like where is your favorite place to get beer um i like going to atomic liquors last night actually was my first yeah, time there atomic liquors and then i really like velveteen rabbit they have some really great drinks oh, i need yeah. to go velveteen rabbit i need to go june 22nd it's there Michelle. Yeah. Go there. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Those Hell yeah. Are amazing drinks. They're really good. So, so this obviously we're recording this episode before, but what time is your show on the 22nd? Okay, um, it is 8 o'clock. The door is open. Um, $10 at the door. Mm. And yeah. Sonia, Cameron Calloway, Glass Pools, and then me. That's going to be an awesome show. I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm stoked. Can't wait. Um, and then my last question, just a fun one. Sure. Um, obviously, you talked about Velveteen Rabbit and uh, Atomic Liquors, but what are some other place? Uh, what are some other places and things that you like to do when you're not um, working or? Um, I really like outdoors. I enjoy the outdoors a lot, so I go to the Red Rock um, Canyon mm. and just hike. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, I like going there. Also, Mount Charleston. Mm-hmm. Oh, right now is a perfect time to go. They're opposite sides of of this uh city but it feels like another place though yeah the mount world. charleston red rock that's where i like to go mm-hmm. when i'm not doing anything i love that yeah but jessica thank you so much for <laughs> being you. on the show thank you for having me yeah of course i'm really excited to hear your new single tonight yeah and i hope everyone who's listening go check out the website go to velveteen rabbit <laughs> eight o'clock and support jess and all the other amazing local artists that'll be there tonight so Thank you so much. Yay, thank you. Yay.
Just her. 